Clive Alcohol Support Service is a Kirkcaldy-based charity which offers one-to-one alcohol counselling across Fife to those directly affected by alcohol dependency and those around them. Today I am speaking with alcohol counsellor Sarah and counselling coordinator Helen to find out more about FAS and the services they provide. My name is Michael McLaren and this is Down the Lane With. Hi Sarah and Helen, thanks for coming along today. So could you tell me about the services that FAS provides? And I'll ask you to start there, please Helen. FAS is an agency that supports people in Fife over the age of 16 who maybe have an experience of problematic alcohol misuse and also significant others who are part of that individual's life who have experienced the impact of what the user's behaviour is on them. So could you explain a bit about how alcohol counselling works? So how it works is when an individual comes into, is referred in, which we have many referral pathways into our agency. When an individual comes into counselling, we assess them. It's a client-led service we have. So that individual's needs, as far as where they would be focusing on their alcohol issue, would be determined as we go through this initial assessment. And that would mean for goal setting, what their goals are, where they want to be with the relationship with alcohol, or whether they want to reduce and control their alcohol intake, or whether they want to become abstinent. So it's the client's choice. And from there, moving forward, we would then determine on what other work they can do around them and identifying any triggers to their alcohol misuse and also then develop their own strategies around that that they can manage in their life. So it's very much a collaboration between the client and the counsellor. The work has all been done by the client because they know their life best and they know what changes they want to make in their life. And if it's to set a goal to improve their relationship with alcohol or not, as I said before, it's completely their choice. And is there a limit to the amount of sessions that the client can have when they come to FAS? Actually, Michael, the service is very lucky in that respect where we do not have a limit to the number of sessions. The number of sessions will be determined and is determined by the changes the client wants to make and however long that takes. Because they're all individuals, so that can take, that can be a very quick process for some. But on the other hand, depending how complex their life's been and how complex the issues are for them, that could take quite some time. So what is the average length of a session when somebody comes along? Between 45 and 50 minutes. Normally that would be as an appointed time. And if they come along, they would be given an issued appointment for roughly 50 minutes. Who do you find to be most at risk of developing problems with alcohol? What kind of lifestyles lead to to people finding themselves getting out of control? Can I answer that? And very simply, my response to that would be absolutely anyone. There is no other um, defined answer to that other than anyone. How would you define dependency? How would you define someone leading a life where they're dependent on a substance? For me, and I'm sure Helen will probably agree, there'll be two parts to this for me, Michael. If we're talking about a physical dependency, that would be determined by the body's need 
to have alcohol. And that would be from somebody who's using alcohol on a daily basis and would therefore create that physical dependence in the body. There's also the psychological dependency, Michael, and one doesn't go without the other in normal circumstances where a person depends on alcohol to cope with dealing with their life circumstances, what's going on round about them and how they perceive it. Are there any kind of warning signs that people could look out for that they're perhaps not noticing that could be a sign that they're going down a dangerous route that could lead to an unhealthy relationship with alcohol? I think it's the the level of consumption and how often they use alcohol. One of the main things is, as Sarah has said earlier on, the dependency in a physical sense is where people are using it on a daily basis. Even small amounts of alcohol on a daily basis can cause a physical dependency. So I think in understanding and people being more aware, it's whether this is a social event for them or whether it's used for to relax in the evening and how controlled that is for them and can they control it or do they find themselves increasing the amount that they're taking on a more regular basis. So perhaps things like regularly missing days at work? Things like that, missing days at work and of course the financial situation, not being available for other commitments in your life for family or friends and alcohol being an overriding thought in your mind every day. How do I access it? If I don't do that, I can have alcohol. So it can slip in quite easily before we know where we are. We could be using alcohol in a more negative way than what we intended. And I suppose people don't obviously relate to the word dependency if they're using it socially in their mind. So, for example, if it's a weekend, it may be a complete binge over the three-day weekend, and then that may increase and that weekend becomes longer and it may be a possible days Monday's lost they're unfit for work so for a lot of people it may have been an escalation from an example like that that has led to the dependency being created. Do people need to be referred to come along to to FAS? No they can lift the phone it's us we have a self-referral system as well as um, other agencies it's only a matter of contacting our office and they can self-refer in And it doesn't have to be huge quantities of alcohol either that can bring people into service. Sometimes it's how they are when they're using alcohol that has a negative impact on their life. And you offer support for family members of the person who is directly affected? Absolutely. We've always provided that service to any significant other, not necessarily within the family, friends, relatives, whoever's affected by somebody else's alcohol issues. Um, COVID, we've certainly seen a, an increase in significant others, but we've always offered that service because we're very aware that it's not all about the person using the substance. It's very much about any other member of the family or externally that's affected too. So could you tell me a bit about the work that you do with the Criminal Justice Service? We would just respond to the um, referral from the criminal justice social worker or the individual themselves if they're encouraged to self-refer by their social worker. And we would then work with that individual if they are fully committed to engage. But it could be a condition of the court that the community payback order that they do attend. 
So it's entirely up to that individual whether they want to meet their court commitments or not. But we, we were there, we would, they would come into the service and it would be in exactly the same premise as anyone else coming into the service. I suppose maybe, Michael, the only other bit to add to that is that with criminal justice, if they're on a community payback order, if they engage in counselling, the number of hours they're in counselling is also deducted from the community payback order. Do you think that government intervention would be a helpful measure in combating alcoholism? And I'm thinking about things like a ban on alcopops, or do you think there should be a freedom of choice and perhaps more of a focus in society on self-discipline and taking responsibility? Well, I think as far as government intervention is concerned, you know, they have increased the minimum price per unit, which it does have an impact to a degree. However, a lot of problematic drinking is people who use the cheaper high-volume alcohol, such as ciders, maybe some various different cheaper alcohol pops. It's mainly the volume. I, th- I think that looking closer at that, because some of the legislation around how it's bottled, you know, for somebody that can't buy a litre bottle of strong white cider because it's only sold in two litres or three litre bottles, I think there should be some intervention there where that has that can be sold in smaller quantities because whenever the bottles open, it's drunk. So if you open a three litre, you'll drink three litres. If you open one litre, there's a likelihood or a chance that you may reduce your alcohol intake and at least be able to measure it, if nothing else. And that can be really helpful for anyone that's on a programme where they are wanting to reduce their alcohol, for them to control it better. And so FAS offers a way for people to be more in control of their drinking rather than just stopping altogether? Absolutely. We would offer if somebody's chosen goal was not to abstain completely and it was just to either follow a controlled drinking programme or to reduce from a harm reduction point of view. We would absolutely work with that and just in light of what Helen was saying there about bottles and sizing and working with a controlled reduction programme becomes particularly difficult. For example, if you have a wine drinker who doesn't touch spirits or cider at all or beer and we're working with somebody who's drinking a bottle or two bottles of wine a night, it becomes very difficult for them to work with a controlled reduction because initially that's a large drop from two bottles of wine to one bottle, but trying to find an interim measure, you know, and bringing that down safely and slowly is really difficult because I know you do get a smaller bottle of wine, for example, But from their perspective, the cost of the smaller bottle of wine actually can almost purchase a bottle. So FAS is based, if I'm right, in Tolbooth Street, but you run the sessions in other venues as well, things like health centres, is is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We're in 26 health centres and GP surgeries throughout Fife, and we have five outreaches in Dunfermline, Kirkcaldy, St Andrews and Glenrothes. So we've got widespread access to service for during the day, access to, for day appointments, but also the outreaches are operational in the evening from six till nine in these centres. So it, it, it is a widespread right throughout Fife, and that's from Kincardine to St Andrews and up to Tayport and, of course, Kirkcaldy and Dunfermline.
I would just add to following then from Helen and in providing that service five wide and an out of hours where we can in the areas that Helen's mentioned. The other part of that that FAS are very proactive in is that we're also a recognised learning provider. So from a trainee's perspective, we have an induction of trainees every year from the educational establishments, Kirkcaldy College, Aberty University, Glasgow Centre of Therapy, and we take on these trainees on a two-year placement. But part of that agreement is that we provide supervised practice for the trainees. Uh, they have regular access to CPD, which is continued professional development. And also, while the trainees are in that two-year placement, they they have the benefit then of our specialism, which is in the psychology of addictions. So as an introduction to any existing learning that they're already doing, we can add on that specialism. Well, thank you both very much for coming along today and best of luck for the future. If you would like to know more about FAS, the website and Facebook links are on the Linton Lane Centre website. Down the Lane With was presented by Michael McLaren. It was created by Marion McPherson and Michael McLaren and was a Jacket Pocket Media production for the Linton Lane Centre.